we establish the settings, we develop the characters, we work out the plot lines in this film, this script that we're writing for the next chapter of our lives. Hell, for the rest of our lives. You know, a few years ago, for the last couple of decades, in fact, the right path, and I'm using that in quotes, was clear, right? Graduate from college, get a good job at some company where you're working 40 hours a week, you do that for 40 years, and then you get the gold watch. Well, today, that's just not true anymore. There are so many paths that lead in unimaginable array of destinations. And here's the interesting thing. These things are changing all of the time. These destinations, like the goalposts now are always moving. What's so exciting about now, about this actual moment in history, is that gatekeepers, or largely the gatekeepers that historically have kept you and me out of the places where we wanted to be, they no longer hold the keys. Your career is less about the options at the job fair or whatever your career counselor told you and way more about exploring that call that you hear when you sit there like I do, awake at night, staring at the ceiling. Now, when you hear this call, this call that I'm talking about, it's a, it's a call in your soul. When you start to follow that path, you begin to arrive at dream destinations. And it doesn't matter. This is also the cool thing. It doesn't matter how you got there. You will show up in rooms and not know how you got there, but you know what? It doesn't matter. And nobody in that room cares how you got there. What does matter, all that matters in fact, is that you are there. No one's questioning the pedigree, right? You used to be in these little circles when everyone had their ties on and their hands on their hips, wondering, why you're here and how you didn't get in here and what you did to get here. And you know what? Now no one cares. Nobody questions your pedigree, whether you went to the right school or know the right crowd. What matters today, what matters now, and what's going to matter in the future is what you've done and that you did it in your own way. There are more recipes and fewer established paths now. And this is the biggest gift that no one's talking about. Following your own path, this is sort of like writing a script for a film, right? You can decide to write a little indie flick or you can decide to create a summer blockbuster. Set modest goals or the craziest goals imaginable. That's one of the, my, the things I love about talking with young people right now is the goals that they are talking about are seemingly unimaginable and yet they can imagine them. I love that. A lot of folks, uh, I think, are concerned about those goals. To me, that setting lofty goals is an amazing opportunity. It is, again, like writing your own script. This is your world to create. And you and I, we have to know this. We establish the settings. We develop the characters. We work out the plot lines in this film, this script that we're writing for the next chapter of our lives. Hell, for the rest of our lives. Since that's the case, I have a question for you. My question is this, why would you settle for anything less than a glorious surround sound epic film? The script that you're writing, you will star in your own film. Why would you write anything but a surround sound epic? As a photographer, I remember learning very quickly that Selling my work for a hundred bucks took a very similar amount of effort to selling that same work for $10,000. The difference I remember, and to this day, I, but I remember very acutely, is just the person that I was speaking to, the person I was selling my work to. The limiting factor, therefore, 
was largely my vision and my ambition. It wasn't the world of possibilities. That's what we're taught. We're taught that the that what's in front of you is a limited set of possible outcomes. But when you start to see those outcomes as limitless, and when you start to realize that your vision, your taking care of yourself, your ambition, and your soul, those can be unlimited, that's when the best stuff happens. I don't know what your ambitions are. I don't know if you want to go pro as a macrame artist or if you want to create some uh, rich, beautiful, abundant life inking comic books. Who says you can't do either of those things? And what have those naysayers ever, ever done themselves, right? The people that are hating on you that are saying you can't do one of those two things, what have they ever done? It's very true. And it's no surprise that all the things we're talking about here, they take hard work, they take persistence. Those are elements to achieve any goal. So again, I go back to this question, why not reach for the stars? There's a great Chinese proverb that I love to reference. And that is the person who says it can't be done shouldn't interrupt the person who's doing it. Two really, really cool things happen when you stop holding back based on other people's expectations, cultural expectations of what's possible. Two things really come to light when you stop holding back and you start pursuing things that you actually want, not the things that your parents, your career counselor want, the things that you want. Two things happen. One, other people, they start helping you. They start to want to get involved and help and support. When other people start to see how much you care, how committed you are, there's this infectious thing that goes on. They want to join. They want to help. You start to find your tribe. This is the way that, you know, whether you call it manifesting or inspiring others, the truth is we actually need other people. We need communities. We need a community to help us create the work and the life that we want for ourselves. So that's thing one. When you start working towards something you actually care about, other people can smell it. They can sense it. You know what I'm talking about. Thing two, this path that you put yourself on, as opposed to when you're on someone else pa else's path, it feels like you're rolling this rock uphill. When you put yourself on your own path, this path that is true to you and your soul and you're convicted, the path, it starts to pull you. It's like a tractor beam from Star Wars, right? When you're on your chosen path, you find that you rarely need to push yourself to work. That's not to say never. Because we all get tired and things come up, life happens. But instead of feeling like you're Sisyphus pushing that rock up the hill, you start to begin to experience the joy, the excitement, the fulfillment of being pulled towards those things that you desire, that you aspire toward, towards your objectives. Now, if you've ever felt this pull before, and I, I believe that everyone has, it just, you have to look back at specific times and places or people you were with or things that you're doing. If you've ever felt this pull, you know how good it is. If you've never felt this pull, by contrast, it might sound too good to be true. Trust me, it's absolutely legit. And I believe if you are one of these people that hasn't actually experienced that the that with a career path or a, a, a higher goal, you can look back at moments in your life where you were happy and joyful and who were you around? What were you doing? How were you spending your time? You see, going after this authentic dream is one of life's great secrets. It is an, a massive accelerant. There's nothing more invigorating than pursuing this calling that I'm talking about rather than settling for some adjacency. Writing your own life instead of having someone else write it for you. Writing instead of editing. <laughs> Acting instead of being the agent. Being your own boss instead of working for somebody else. Whatever it may be, I'm not here to judge that thing. You know it. And for example, you actually may want to be an editor or a talent agent or a manager instead of the star of the movie. That's great. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to be 
to project what it is that you want. I'm here to remind you that you have to figure that out for yourself. Don't just tell yourself that settling for less than what you really want, that's actually uh, a smart thing. That is a farce. That is a thing that is a lie that we are sold by suckers who have given up on their dreams. Don't let them talk you out of yours. This is a fool's bargain. It's because you don't even know it's possible right now. And if you do, I'm hoping that this recording can nudge you to listen to what's calling you in your heart and deciding to follow that path in hopes that it will remind you that not just anything, but that everything is possible. Once you feel this pull, you start to not want to push again. And again, I'm not saying that you're not going to have to push hard for your dreams. I'm talking about at a cellular soul level, not when things get hard, but at a what do I want in this world for myself, the people around me, for my community. I moved to the mountains of Colorado a, a long time ago, deferring graduate school and to get away from a life that I wasn't sure that I wanted to live. In fact, I was pretty dubious of the life that I was actually using my, my mouth and my words to describe to others that I wanted. But in my heart and my soul, I knew that I didn't. So I you know, made up some elaborate rationale that I needed to go be a ski bum in Colorado. And what happened is I really realized that this was my own mechanism for starting this ball rolling, for putting myself on the right path. As I tapped into this little part of myself, I actually felt, I remember so clearly feeling this shift. I went from sort of getting away from school to moving towards something that I loved, towards the mountains, towards photography, towards combining those two things to potentially make you know a life that I was so excited about. It was as if I realized that I'd been walking in somebody else's shoes for a decade, right? Right down to the damn blisters. And by comparison, this combination of living life outside and inf infusing that with the photography that I felt so connected to, you know, by contrast to someone else's shoes, that felt like my own Chuck Taylors, right? Broken in, comfy as hell. And I remember, and I want to share with you that I did not come to this realization by buying cameras, by reading books, by sitting on the couch, thinking about what life as a photographer might be like. I just started doing the thing that sounded like it was going to be fun, that it was going to be risky and daring and exciting. And, and you know what? It was the doing that helped me understand. It was the doing, that moving towards the calling. That's what made all the difference. It wasn't always some monumental trumpet from the mountaintops, to be clear. This is something that we hear. It was sometimes, you know, that quiet little click of the shutter that you hear when you, you take a photograph. That sometimes was the calling. I could hear that and I, I could remember, God, if I'm hearing that shutter click, that means I'm doing the thing that I wanted to do. And it was a reminder. I, I developed a little sense and awareness of this personal power, a personal power that I didn't have when I was pursuing the dreams and the accolades and the jobs and career paths that others wanted. You know, by indulging this my, my at a cellular level, my in, in, indulging my soul, indulging my creativity, I started walking my own path, and I felt this this very clear pull. In a sense, I became hooked. Right, <laughs> it was all I needed to keep going. It's just to smell, to taste that it was real, and that if I pursued it, more of that feeling would be there. That's not to say there wasn't fear. There was plenty of fear. There was fear, of course, but fear, an interesting thing about fear is that it actually never goes away. 
when we're trying something new. Insecurity, discomfort, struggles, those are integral parts of the growth process, right? Fear and struggle just is a reminder that you're not as good as you want to be yet. You know, insecurity and discomfort, they are critical to growth. And also, not by accident here, they're integral to creating art and to creating ourselves, the people that we want to be. By just simply learning to trust yourself, by trust your fear, by trusting the combination of these two things, having fear, doing it anyway, and realizing that you can fall back on your own skills, your own, the, the who you are, this starts to become a guide by continuing to mark up the page if you're a writer, by continuing to push the shutter, even if you're not sure if this is going to be a great picture or continue to build that product, develop that business, even through uncertainty. By doing that, you get to follow through with this internal unease. And you know what starts to come out on the other side? Uh, on the other side, progress. Actual products. Words scribbled on a page become a paragraph and then a chapter and then a book. This is the truth, what it sounds like on a page, it just it's, 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 it's different, right? It hits different. It's, you know what the truth sounds like, whether that's you pursuing, again, this photography career, or building a business or chasing the dream that you want. Let's consider the alternatives for a second. When you do stumble off the path, my experience and the experience of having talked to, you know, hundreds of the world's top performers and thousands of people from, you know, countries all around the world, most of our stumbles come from ignoring our creative calling. And I'm here to remind you that that's okay. Because when society, culture, parents, career counselors are pro, and sometimes people, mostly actually people that love you deeply, when they start to try and counter program this thing that's going on inside of you because they are scared, they've never seen you excited or taking these risks that you're now taking, it's difficult. But in this moment, you have one task, and that task is to get back to doing that thing that feels true for you, regardless of this outside noise. And I'm not saying that's easy, but I am saying. If you want to break through, that is how you do it. I think meditation is actually a great example of this here, right? If you're familiar with meditation, this is a process of, oh, I guess almost all meditative practices or traditions rather involve directing your attention. And this attention direction is usually, you know, attention to the breath or attention to a mantra, for example. And in most meditation practices, when your attention wanders from your breath or wanders from your mantra, you know, it's it's very real. Like the, your grocery list pops into your head or the song that you heard on the radio earlier today. Your only task while meditating is to realize, to become aware of that moment that you have wandered and to redirect your attention back to the mantra, back to your focus. And here's the cool thing. This is why I'm making this analogy. This will happen toward this calling that you have in life, your career, this thing that you want to be doing that you haven't told other people or that people are wary of or what you know to be true for you. It's just like meditation. Your attention from that thing will wander. Pursuing your creative calling is exactly the same. But by regularly practicing, you will soon realize when you go off track that you have only the job to bring your attention back to the dream, back to the process of putting in the work to pursue that dream, that goal, that vision that you have for this one precious life. Here is something cool, that this, this call is always present, no matter how far away you might be from the goal, 10,000 hours, 10,000 miles, $10,000, <laughs> how far away you are, you can still hear it, no matter how distracted you become. Your 
your job is to return to that thing, return to that vision, that soul guiding principle that you know is true for you, regardless of what other people are saying or doing. Now you will encounter failure, I promise you. I think back to how many mistakes I made, how many wrong turns, so what? right? This is the nature of this process. Ask anyone who has achieved their dreams, their goals, ask them if it was a straight line. It's not. It's an illusion also that this thing that everybody else had planned for you to go to this college and, you know, get this degree and go to this, you know, become this for work or this, this somehow safer thing that your parents and your career counselor, or maybe even your spouse or partner or friends that they have planned out for you. It's an illusion that that's any safer than this path that we're talking about here that I'm trying to connect with you on. This is the riskiest time in the history of the world to play it safe. Go to college so you can get a job and enjoy financial security ever after. Audiences all over the world will accept superheroes and monsters in their action blockbuster films, but they are never and nor should you ever buy the absurd fantasy again that this college, school, land some job, have that job be happy, make you happy and be a part of a fulfilling life. That is not how it works anymore. That's not to say that can't be a piece of it, but that in and of itself, while it used to be sufficient, it is no longer. Absolute economic safety. Also, these things that your parents and grandparents and career counselors talk about, that's a myth. That's always been a myth. The promise of stability in a soul-sucking job that you hate has never been more obviously false. And I want to be clear here. This does not mean a job that you do in order to facilitate other things in your life that you love. That is a different bargain than I'm talking about. I'm talking about those of you who might be doing a career on a path that other people want for you that actually is soul sucking. The promise of stability in that world is false. At some time, sooner rather than later, usually that will blow up in your face. And again, this comes, the, the thing, the fact that other people want this for you, the fact that you are entertaining it, maybe even doing that thing now, that do not beat yourself up. That is the problem here is that the human brain has evolved to keep us safe, not happy. It will resist all efforts to walk your own path because our creativity in this path that we are talking about here, this, this soul nourishing path, this path is a path that challenges certainty, right? It will even accept the comforting illusion that there is certainty along a traditional path. It is a lot harder to ignore the risk when you're being creative. When you are being creative, when you are pursuing the thing that you love, by necessity, you are trafficking in something new, in, in, in something unknown, and that will make it feel both exciting and scary. If you are feeling those things, chances are you're going in the right direction. If you are not fearing those, feeling those things, or if you're feeling fear of regret, right? The fear of at some point you, you, you are aware that you're doing the thing that is not in service of your soul. And if what you fear is that someday you're going to have to pay the piper for this fear, that is true. My friends, you, that does, there's not a world where that does not come back to bite you. And again, by on the opposite, by pursuing something that is special and risky and joyful that you know to be true for you, this is trafficking in the new and in the unknown. And this is a place where you can become comfortable over time. So here's a fact. This path that I'm talking about, this calling, this creative path, this is 
actually far more resilient and ultimately much safer than any soul-sucking job or than the thing that these other folks in your life or that culture in general en masse is telling you is safe. Your creative path, the thing that you want to do is actually safer. And if you are asking me why, it's very simple. Because in this process of pursuing the actual thing, when you have to figure things out, what you are doing is developing this muscle of being comfortable being uncomfortable, of learning how to mitigate risk, learn how to make smart bets, not always bet the farm, put it all on red about how to make small regular bets over time and how to apply effort repeatedly, how to protect the downside. So together in practicing these things and practicing our crafts, we become stronger we become flexible, we become proactive in not just the areas of our career and our interests and our passions, we become proactive in all areas of life. And with this ingenuity, with this drive, it will become impossible to keep you down. As you leave today's micro show, uh, my hope is that you remember this. Maybe you need to go back and listen to it again. What I'm sharing with you is a path that I have experienced for myself. And more importantly, I have learned from hundreds and hundreds of people who've been on the show, people who are world-class at whatever it is that they have endeavored toward. And they are these people. They are this person because exactly of these things, because pursuing it in the face of uncertainty and doubt and haters and naysayers. Very few people did not, who you look up to and respect and appreciate and admire, did not have to play through that. So take it from yours truly, who went very far, I would say 10 or tens of years down the wrong path. At no point is it too late. Who you were yesterday has nothing to do with what you can be or become tomorrow. Anything else is just a story we're telling ourselves. So until next time, I bid you adieu. All right, that's all for today's show. But hey, before you go, I want to say thank you for listening and also for engaging with the platform. Wherever you consume the show, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere, thank you so much. Reviews help a ton if you're willing to. And I want you to let you know in an effort to continue the topics we explore here on the show, or if you have questions, you can always direct your comments to me on all my social feeds. I'm at Chase Jarvis everywhere, but also... I will see your message quicker if you shoot me a text. That's right. I can text directly with you. The best way is to hit me up at 206-309-5177. I get a lot of texts, so I can't always get back to you right in the moment. But trust me, those are my thumbs on the other end of the keyboard. So I want to say thanks so much, and I look forward to engaging with you soon.